Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, beautiful and wonderful Sunday afternoon or evening, I guess it is now, but I uh, appreciate each one of you for tuning in. I uh, apologize. Um, tell your uh, friends or family that I'm having some uh, technical difficulties when it comes to the website, and I apologize. I'm uh, really struggling, having some camera issues with that, and uh, so it's very... Um, aggravating very frustrating it really is and uh so i sincerely apologize uh, for any inconvenience and hopefully we'll get that straightened out i uh, hope to get it straightened out over the next day or two i don't know uh, i have found something simple i just haven't figured it out yet so i'm gonna have to uh, see if i can see what uh what's going on there but uh but anyway, I do hope everybody's having a good day, a blessed day, and a wonderful day. And um, trying to think here, I'm going to have some opening scripture, but I left my Bible over here. I got in such a hurry trying to get the uh, live video going up. I left it sitting over here, so give me just one second. Let me grab that. I apologize. Did you miss me? <laughs> yes, I broke the internet. Thank you, Kimberly. Very, very kind of you. That's just mean. I can't believe she's mean. Bless her poor husband's heart. He deserves a medal. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. All right. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1. So if you have your Bibles handy, I uh, neglected to put that up as a slide, so I apologize. So you may actually have to dust off that Bible and use it. So... <laughs> Proverbs 16, verse 1. Uh, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All right, so praise God for that. And um, just realized, I'll tell you what, I'm sorry, guys. I am just very, uh, this, <laughs> I was busting my fanny trying to um, get that live video. And it's got me all all uh, discombobulated this morning, so uh, this evening. Uh, I meant to read uh, chapter 15, verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm uh, running around like a chicken with his head cut off. This is evening, not morning. All right. So I don't do drugs, children, I swear. All right. Uh, grab the uh, prayer request sheet. I do have a, a few on here. Um, Mrs. My mother-in-law says pray for uh, uh, Hoppy's mom, uh, Mamie Boyd. I'll be praying for her. She's uh, not doing well. Uh, Verda Campbell says please pray for Richard, Pauline, and Brian. Uh, Jamie Linda Arnold says please pray for my niece Ashley. Oh, boy. Ballman? I hope I'm saying that right. She's been admitted to the hospital with severe breathing problems. So, yes, we'll most definitely be, be praying there. And... Uh, Along with that, uh, this is from this morning's uh, prayer request, uh, Kim Penix, Jane Kitchings, Murph, um, Larky and Nancy, uh, Chuck and PK, Morris and Carolyn, Johnny and Nora, Richie Green, uh, his dad uh, unfortunately has been diagnosed with COVID, so we'll be praying for him and his mom's sick, uh, Glenn Johnson, Linda and Ralph Coley, Ron Carden, Joe Franklin, P.T. and Sherry, Donnie Cutshaw, Larry and Donna, Wendy Lee, uh, and uh, Fred Payer and her sisters, and David Stinnett. I was talking to David this morning, and he's uh, really uh, having a rough time with some heart-related issues, and he's having to spend a lot of time in the in the VA, so definitely um, keep him in your prayers uh, that everything will be well there. Um, i trying to think. Um, there's a bunch of people. I get a lot of... Uh, prayer requests I, and I see so many on social media and I do pray when I say hey I'll be our prayers going up whatever it's not a, a half-hearted comment not that any of yours are but I am um, uh, I try to stop immediately say a prayer and uh, for whatever that situation is and uh, David Feather oh Mr. Tyree's watching glad he's watching this evening uh, Mr. Feather says prayers for all on the prayer list thank you Mr. Feathers appreciate that sir well, let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer if we may Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Uh, Lord, thank you for your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity to serve you. Uh, Lord Jesus, uh, I just pray uh, hard 
uh, for this nation right now, uh, the turmoil that it's in. I pray that uh, things will get straightened out for the better. <laughs> and uh, Lord, I will lift up each and every one of these prayer requests and concerns. I do pray for those. Uh, pray that uh, you be the verdict Campbell's prayer requests and uh, Jamie and Linda Arnold's prayer concerns. I pray that you be with Mrs. Boyd. I pray that you'll be with uh, Larky and Nancy. I do pray that you be with uh, uh, Jane Kitchings and uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you be with David Stinnett. They'll be able to figure out these heart-related issues that he's uh, dealing with. You bring healing upon him. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with Merv. I pray that you'll be with uh, our brother across, Ron Thompson. Lord, I know he's uh, having a rough time right now. Lord, I pray that you'll be with him. Give him strength. Give him comfort. Uh, and Lord, let your presence uh, be felt. Uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, you'll be with all the uh, prayer requests, concerns that are listed here uh, this evening. And Lord, you know the hearts and minds of each and every individual watching and listening. And all those are written down this morning. Lord, let you will be done in each and every situation. I do want to lift up a special prayer for my brother Christ, Richie Green. Lord, I pray healing upon his father and, uh, and his mother. Everything go well. Protection for him that he doesn't get this COVID as well. And Lord, all those who, uh, who have posted on social media that they have COVID or know those who do and that you bring healing upon them. Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Eric. I just now saw your uh, uh, your your uh, comment. He's in his prayer for his household and going through troubled times. Eric will definitely be be praying, and of course, you know, if you need to talk or anything, you holler at me anytime. So, but um, um, announcement wise goes, I can't think of anything. Uh, I think there's the um, Bernie Green toy run uh, this uh, um, coming Sunday. I think they're just going to meet up at Freedom Hall. There's not going to be a ride. I think they are going to have some uh, food and drinks and such there. Uh, bring a um, uh, unwrapped gift. Uh, so that uh, so keep that in mind. I think they're going to meet up around uh, one or two. I'm not uh, for 100 sure on that. I'll tell you what I could do. Hold on here. I say that, but uh, hold on. I'm going to go to the Motorcycle Ministry website here, and I can tell you. I know uh, they. Um, I think Angie. It put a uh, announcement on there. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, see, Barry Mason ride was today, and the Bernie Green toy run. I'm sorry, I apologize. It's November 29th. It is not this coming Sunday. It's the 29th. So I apologize. Um, said so it will meet at Freedom Hall. Uh, there will be not be a ride to the Marines in gray due to COVID. It's uh, what's being reported. WJs is working with the Marines for all the plans. Members of FLBC will set up our tables with coffee, hot chocolate, cookies, and treats about 11 a.m. Anyone wanting to contribute can see Linda or Angie for more details. Well, boy, I'm glad I read that. I messed up big time. So, uh, and uh, if you haven't got a chance, go to the Motorcycle Ministry uh, uh, on uh, Facebook. It's FLBC M slash M. And a lot of great pictures from today's ride and uh, all those who got together. So be sure to check those out. I just I saw those myself. So when we get done tonight, I'm going to take a look at that myself. So uh, uh, it's kind of sad, really. Uh, a lot of the rides, the things that were normally planned, events that we normally do, canceled because of this stupid COVID mess. And so I, uh, it's very... Uh, very frustrating and aggravating uh, not to be able to get to do those kind of things like we normally do, but uh, at least we're still trying to be, do outreach and get out there and do those things anyway. Uh, of course, um, Wednesday evening, uh, it, that's, being, that's Veterans Day, uh, Dad will be bringing a special message uh, Wednesday evening uh, in regards to that, so be sure uh, and to tune in uh, Wednesday evening. You don't want to miss that, and uh, it's going to be a, a great teaching there that he will do, so be sure and tune in. Um, I'm trying to think here. Um, of course, I do my uh, live devotions every morning at six fifteen, um, and I guess that's really about it. I can't think of anything else really that uh, uh, that needs to be addressed or hit on. If there is, be sure hey put them in the comments there, and uh, I let everybody see that. Uh, but I cannot think of anything. All right, my friends. Uh, this evening we're going to look at Second Timothy. Uh, chapter 2, verse 15, and then we're going to look at uh, Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. So again, our opening uh, that we're going to look at is Titus 2, verse 15, and then we're going to, Lord willing, move on to Titus 3, 
one through three. So the it's very interesting uh, that these the passages we're going to be addressing tonight uh, are uh, really go great with what we're going through right now as a nation and as for, as for Christians. And I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in God incidents, and I believe that is God's planning as the reason why we chose Titus to, to get into study and why we're hitting these particular verses at this particular time. I don't find it any coincidence, and I think there's a reason why God uh, had that to happen. So, let's start off with a uh, with Titus chapter 2, verse 15. So, I'll bring that up. I do have that slide available. Hold on just one second here. might help if I had... Uh, brought that up there in advance wouldn't it but uh, so give me a second here all righty titus 2 15 declare these things exhort and rebuke with all authority let no one disregard you all right and as me peppy always says bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts now uh, let's go ahead and have another uh, quick prayer, and let's dive into God's Word and see where He leads us this evening. All right, let's pray. Therefore, Lord, again, we come before you. Uh, we praise your holy name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all those watching this evening and, and joining in. Uh, Lord, lead us, guide us uh, in your Word this evening. Uh, show us what we need to see. Uh, reveal to us something that maybe we've never noticed before. Uh, Lord, let's be equipped, let's be edified, but most importantly, as I always pray, Lord, let us glorify you. Help us and guide us in all things. Let us be applicable to our Christian walk and life, and let us use it accordingly. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so when we look at these verses here, uh, or this verse in particular, declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no one disregard you. Now, we look at this, and again, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and if you have King Jimmy, it's going to be reading just a little different. Uh, but, you know, one thing here that Paul is laying for Titus, uh, there's these three distinct things that every Christian teacher and leader needs to be aware of. And, you know, he's reminding, you know, one thing for sure, that uh, uh, he is giving Titus instructions uh, on how to continue on uh, with what he started in regards to the gospel, how to present it, and, uh, and that he's speaking with authority, not only because of what Paul had done, but because of Jesus Christ in particular, which you know may be obvious, may be a given, may or may not be to certain people, depends. But um, he has the task of proclamation, encouragement, and conviction, as every pastor does. Now, when we look at this, uh, uh, the the this proclamation, this uh, this ability to communicate uh, in the Greek is uh, laleo is uh, the L-A-L-E-O, as that look in the English, uh, is, is that um, uh, the communication, what to speak, what to say. Uh, it is combined with exhortation. Uh, it is um, uh, synonymous uh, with teaching uh, in general. And so the one thing's for sure, as a pastor, as a teacher, as a leader, uh, we need to make sure that we are communicating God's Word effectively, uh, that we're doing it uh, with um, not only with effectiveness, but that we're studying to show ourselves approved, and that we are able to present the truth of the gospel uh, in a way that is glorifying, honoring to God. Uh, as I've said before, it's sad to see that there are so many out there that uh, are not uh, doing the very work of uh, of exhorting, uh, you know, uh, to to dare, to truly preach God's word uh, with all conviction. Uh, with all, uh, uh, with, with going to God in prayer. You know, in fact, right before I started uh, this video this evening, I, I was kind of, I felt conviction because I didn't really spend uh, the time in prayer I, I wanted to uh, uh, before uh, I started speaking this evening. I was studying, and then I got sidetracked trying to get this uh, live video feed going for the website and didn't have time for that. Uh, and, uh, and it's also technically Brandy's fault because she brought me not one, but two uh, of those uh, of the apple, um, um, uh, what do you call those, bear claw things from McDonald's I had with my coffee. So she's trying to fatten me up. I don't know why, but she's trying to fatten me up. So that sidetracked me. So <laughs> kind of like Adam. It's that woman you gave me, Lord. But uh, so I kind of felt bad as we spend that time of prayer because I want to 
the Lord to use uh, me effectively uh, in the fact that uh, I don't want to get in the way of what he wants heard. Uh, you know, I want to be that vessel. I want to be that tool in his toolbox. I want to be that, that weapon in his arsenal. I want to be used for his glory. So I want to make sure, despite what I have read, you know, I, I can study from, uh, from commentaries and, and from uh, great theologians and, and whatever, you know, uh, that, that help um, break these scriptures down and to make them more understandable so that I can bring about a better teaching. But the main fa fact of the matter is, I don't care what any man has written, I want to make sure that I am seeking God out and his, his words are flowing through me. You know, I, uh, oh, thank you, Sharon. She said fritters. I, I appreciate that, uh, that understanding. I'm sure everybody's happier now. But anyway, uh, it is um, uh, imperative uh, that I'm used, uh, that I want God to, to use me. You know, before, and I still pray this to a certain extent, you know, the Lord, uh, you know, I, I like to have a photographic memory to recall those things I've studied, you know, which I don't see anything wrong with that in and of itself, but one thing the Lord uh, uh, really brought me under conviction about is that's fine and good uh, to recall uh, more easily some of the things that I've studied, but I need to rely not on what man has written, but what God is wanting me to say. And, and see, that was a, uh, one of the, when I first started uh, into the ministry, I was trying to, to memorize uh, all these things that, that people had, that I had studied and read. And, I'm, and God's like, no, I mean, that's fine and good. We need to educate ourselves. We need to study and we need to communicate that effectively. But uh, one, uh, the main source of our communication through should be through God alone. And what he is impressing upon uh, my heart or any other pastor's heart, uh, that his word is going out and how he wants it to be. There may be things that have been revealed to these great theologians that, I, yes, I can glean from uh, to, to bring light uh, to these, these verses to help you have a better understanding. But uh, ultimately, I need to be leaning upon the things of God uh, that his that his words are going out, and so that's why I go to God in prayer and and, and try to be humble before God and say, Lord, what would you have me to say? What would you have me to uh, to how to address uh, these these verses? Uh, you know, and um, and that's the, that's that's the to me is the key of communicating God's word. And uh, sadly, uh, I wish that that had been impressed upon me sooner than later, but praise God that he revealed that to me uh, when he did. And I think that's one area that I know personally I struggled in uh, when I first started in the ministry because I was too concerned with memorizing other things instead of submitting and humbling myself before God. And that's one thing that we all have to do uh, as Christians is to humble ourselves before God. It's not always easy to do because we are inherently selfish people. And uh, it's so easy to parrot the things of other people. You see that easily on social media. And some of the stuff that they parrot is like, I told you before, it's like those who are an atheist or, or liberals. They all, they all write the same things. If whenever you're arguing a point or debating a point, you're like, you know, do you all have a handbook? You know, they all say the same stuff all the time. They, you know, anyway, let's go on. Uh, so now uh, we see that, that communication, that, that laleo, uh, that's what we see, or lay lie uh, is another way to do that, uh, but um, uh, to, is to speak. But then we have that exhortation, that uh, parakaleo, uh, P-A-R-A-K-A-L-E-O, uh, is look at that, to encourage, uh, to exhort, uh, to comfort. You know, that's one thing that uh, particularly, and we're going to get some more stuff here in just a second, uh, that I, I pray uh, as, as a pastor, as a Christian, I want to be an encourager. Uh, yeah, Kimberly's right. Uh, circular uh, reasoning, a straw man argument, uh, without a red herring argument. So those are the kind of things that people uh, throw out when it comes to their secular reason. And sadly, though, Kimberly, there's a lot of Christians who do the same thing. But, uh, but that's one thing I want to do is, is to be an encourager. I want to encourage you in your walk as a Christian. I want to encourage you. Uh, you know, there are so many people who are dealing with so many things, uh, whether physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. And that's one reason why I do uh, the morning devotions, because I want to start your day out with encouragement. Uh, to excite you about the things of God. You know, right now, it's very difficult. Uh, you know, it's very easy to be very negative because of what's going on uh, with our nation right now and, and the political uh, sphere that we're seeing uh, and, and the, the nauseating 
and the uh, uh, blatant fraud uh, and, and, and lies that are being done uh, by the liberal left, it is so easy to focus on that that negative. And um, you know, that's one thing. It's like you know, I don't know about you, but this is the Holy Spirit. I can I can hear talking to me. Uh, you know, it, it's not that I'm schizophrenic. It's not that I hear voices. You know, it's just. Uh, for those who are saved, you understand what I'm talking about. You understand uh, that the Holy Spirit impresses those things upon you. And um, I could feel the Holy Spirit, you know, the paracletos, that helper, uh, that third person of the Trinity, uh, speaking to me uh, today. And, uh, and I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, you know, uh, you need to tread lightly right now. Uh, you need to encourage uh, not discourage. You need to make sure you're doing things that are uplifting. You're as a, as a leader, as a pastor. You know, uh, it's all, that's kind of. I don't want to say it's a bad thing. Uh, as a pastor leader, you can't always express <laughs> what you what you really want to say uh, because um, you know it may affect the ministry or the church some way. So uh, I have to think uh, in, uh, almost like in a, in a chess like game. You know, when you're playing chess, you have to look two or three moves ahead. Uh, you know, so you can see uh, the, the danger of what uh, piece may take you down. And it's kind of the same way, you know, you have to look two or three moves ahead and say, well, now if I say this, this may happen. If I do this, this may happen. The bad thing is I've had to learn it the hard way, <laughs> the very hard way <laughs> and, and in approaching things. That stupid social media has done a lot of damage uh, to my personal ministry and because things I've put into the church and, and that's something I have to live with and it's something that um, it haunts me, it really does. So I really thought the Holy Spirit was really telling me you really need to work harder to do those things that are encouraging those uh, out there whether they attend my church or not, those Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, they need that encouragement now more than ever. And uh, that's one thing I'm going to try to work harder at, uh, is try to be more encouraging. And uh, whether it's on Facebook, uh, whether it's on Parlor, uh, whether it's on this MeWe thing, uh, I know a lot of people are trying to make mass exodus uh, of uh, Facebook uh, because of its liberal left leanings, its censorship, and uh, I know Parlor was shut down today because uh, they said there's like 50,000 a minute was trying to sign in, and then I'm trying to figure out this MeWe thing. It's it's uh, it's all weird. I don't really understand it. But uh, trying to figure all that out. But whatever it is, whatever outlet uh, that we're uh, that God provides uh, to help get the word out, uh, that's one thing I, I pray that God will allow me to use uh, to communicate effectively uh, that encouragement uh, to those out there, to you brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, that you're not alone. And uh, again, we're going into some more things in regard to that here in just momentarily. So we see that exhortation. Uh, we see that encouragement to exhort, to comfort. That's one thing that as a pastor that I am called to do. And then we see this word rebuke, uh, this, uh, this uh, elenco, E-L-E-N-C-H-O. Now I'm throwing out some Greek at you here this evening. But um, uh, the, uh, that elenco, that is um, to bring to light, uh, to expose. You know, that's one thing that um, as, as a pastor, uh, I hope to do, that is my prayer, uh, is to bring to light those things, to expose uh, the, the evil works of darkness, uh, to gain the attention of those out there, to convict, to realize and understand that they are in need of a Savior, all right, uh, not, you know, there's such a fine line there, you want to expose uh, the unfruitful works of darkness, you want to expose those things, bring to light those things that people realize, hey, I need a Savior, I need saving. Uh, but um, at the same time, you don't want to go too far and make them feel bad. Make them well. You want to feel <laughs> they're going to feel bad a little bit, but you know what I mean to uh, to go too far in the direction that it's going to push them away uh, from wanting to hear uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. To turn them off. That's part of where I need to go with it. You don't want to turn people off. It goes back to speaking the truth in love. That's where that goes back to. And that's one thing, as a pastor, I want to make sure that I am bringing those things to light and I'm bringing conviction that in order to draw them to Jesus Christ, we don't want to repel them from the things of the world. And that's the bad thing with so many pastors out there, uh, is that they have, have, have um, uh, sidestepped so much because they're so scared of offending that they have compromised with the world. They have, have made compromises um, with, with sin, and uh, uh, will no longer stand uh, on the full word of God. They, they don't bring these things to light because they don't want to upset anybody and they don't want to hurt anybody's little feelings. Well, you know, that, that's... 
tough. You know, uh, that, that's why we have so many Christians out there who are who are biblically ignorant, uh, who who are making excuses for sin, who are walking still in darkness, and uh, and have never made a profession of faith because the churches they go to tell them, hey, uh, you know, you're you're a good person, you do good things, so you're all right, you know, don't don't you worry about it. And so you got all these people out there who who are you know uh, not not even saved. They just think they're because they're good. Uh, then uh, they're they're good to go. They they're not hearing the truth of the gospel, exposing those things out there uh, that um, uh, it, it is uh, that they need to fix, that they need to change, and that they understand they need a savior. They need Jesus Christ. You know that that's the 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 point of the gospel is that you need a savior. You need Jesus. And if you don't do that, that is a detriment uh, to those uh, who are sitting in those pews in that church. And, and like I've said before, I take what I do as a pastor seriously. And, uh, and I'll say that others don't, but there's quite a few out there who, who, who don't seem to. You know, they're, all they're worried about is, is building everybody up and everybody just having a good old hallelujah born and peace and prosperity and blessing your wallet and you're good to go. That's all they seem to care about. I don't care about your wallet. I don't care about the, I care about your heart and where you're at spiritually. Because why? One, because I have a passion. And two, because I'll have to give a double accountability when I stand before God. And I don't want to stand before God and say, hey, why did you not point this out? Why did you not say this? Why did you uh, sidestep the issues? You know, I don't want that on me. I don't want to say, hey, this person uh, rejected me because of how you acted or what you did or what you, man, I, that's, I, man, I, you know, I don't want that. Now, you're, never, you're always going to make people mad no matter what you do. But we've got to make sure we're, we're preaching, with, you know, we're, we are showing, bringing to light those things that need to be seen. And, uh, and make sure that we, we are doing that. Now, here's a, something that uh, we need to dive into here. Now, we're going to look at Titus. We're going to uh, go a, a little bit of a different route here, so to speak. But in Titus 3, 1 through 3, let's look at those verses here closely. Now, this is, i tell you what. You talk about um, stepping on your toes. You talk about uh, getting in your face with God's Word. God's Word did that to me, uh, studying these passages. And, uh, phew, I tell you what, uh, when, when, the old, uh, when the Lord takes you out to the woodshed and busts your fanny, uh, you know it. And I tell you what, these really uh, cut to the course of things that I'm personally dealing with. So let's look at some things here. We're looking at Titus 3, 1 through 3. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. Now, my friends, I'm telling you right now, this is some heavy-duty stuff right here that we're seeing. Okay, uh, that we're going to have to dive into now. Um, of course, Dad hit on this uh, this morning for those that were at the church or watched online. Listen, I have uh, really had to. Uh, I'm really battling uh, my anger. I'm really bad, battling my hatred, and um, I, I'm struggling. And uh, big time. I know a lot of other people are too. I've seen it on Facebook. And uh, when um, Camilla Harris came on TV last night, I got so angry just to hear her voice. I mean, I, I turned the channel as fast as I could. It just come on when I was flipping through something. I, I was filled with such anger and such hate uh, that I literally, at that moment, I had to just set the remote down look up and pray to God, please take this hate out of my heart, take this anger out of me. Uh, it, I, I, it was, it, it's just not healthy. I, I've had to uh, battle uh, anger issues uh, throughout my life, and uh, it's not productive. It doesn't help anything. Uh, it only hurts situations, and uh, I'm feeling anger 
uh, that honestly I thought I had under control for a long time uh, and uh, is really coming out in a, in a non-productive way and uh, in fact uh, uh, Brandy probably can't remember saying this we've been at each other's throats a little bit and it's mainly because I'm just upset and angry with what's going on uh, today driving home I was passing these these individuals on bicycles who believe the road is their gym and uh, does not want to uh, show courtesy and uh, I went around them and I thought with plenty enough space and I heard one of them holler something and uh, I did slow down <laughs> I didn't say that I looked at the rearview mirror he never done nothing else I went on but it's just the fact that I was ready at that moment uh, to uh, be redneck and you know and that's not showing Christian character that's not showing Christian attitude particularly that of a pastor <laughs> that's, not, that's not demonstrating uh, the things that I need to be demonstrating and uh, I'm like Lord forgive me you know it's like, like what's what's the matter with me you know why, why am I doing this uh, and I feel so bad and I feel so under conviction and uh, you know and it's just we've got to get a handle on this okay we've got to get a handle on this um, yes it stinks Yes, it, it, is, it is beyond frustrating. You know, I put on there by Dinesh D'Souza um, yesterday on social media. You know, it said that it's not a matter of losing. You know, we lost twice with Obama. We accepted that. We were fine. It's the matter of the, of the fraud and the lies and what's be, what we're seeing the left is, is pushing out there. Um, and, and, and I think that's what is, is filling us with so much anger. And if you're like me, guys, we've got to get that under control. Uh, we've got to put that aside. We've got to give it to the Lord. We've got to let it go. We have to show our, our Christian faith. We have to show our love for Christ. Uh, you know, it, it just I know we live in a world who, who mock us, who hate us, who show aggression, aggression to us. But the only thing, the only way to overcome that is showing that Christ-like attitude is to show that love of Jesus uh, despite those things. And, uh, you know, David said it's hard. It is hard, you know. And um, and, I, and it's not like I uh, enjoy uh, expressing and talking about my anger and temper. I, I, don't, I don't say it because I think it makes me look bad or tough. But I don't stretch my station. I think it makes me look weak. I think it makes me look petty. Uh, and, and, and I hate that. You know, uh, and and uh, I, I pray for God to forgive me. But the only reason why that I express it is so that you understand you are not alone. That I am, as a pastor, fighting these very things myself. And in um, vain, he said, I agree. He said, the, the dibs have won fairly, then okay. I, then, you know, that's just it, you know. But um, uh, so, you know, that's why I express, that's why I tell that. You know, I, I don't like to. But I feel like that's the, the right thing. You know, I, I just want to share uh, that I think a lot of people feel they're alone in their emotions and how they think. And I think, well, gosh, well, there's something wrong with me. I'm supposed to be a Christian. I should be acting this way. And uh, trust me, you're not alone, okay? So here's some things we need to look at. Like I said, boy, I tell you what, you're talking about getting in your mustache. This stuff right here, um, of course, that probably wouldn't apply to most of the women. <laughs> I better stop or I get myself in trouble. All right, anyway. I just thought of something really funny. I saw on Facebook about that, but I, I'm not going to repeat it. We better get going. Okay. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities. Okay. Whew. Now, when we look at that, that by itself, we're saying there are several, we must be subject to government, rulers, and authorities. When you're under an administration that you despise and loathe, the last thing you want to do is show submission to those rulers and authorities. All right, he had eight years of a Muslim sympathizer who hated and despised this country, set out every way they could to destroy it, made good effort, uh, and now, you know, depending on how this turns out, which right now isn't looking good, to the fact to submit, and I think a lot of it, you know, we read this here, to submit to rulers and authorities, there, particularly in this area, all right, a lot of us are, have Scotch-Irish uh, heritage. Uh, we are um, rebellious by nature, <laughs> all right? And uh, so we don't like 
being told what to do, particularly uh, by people we don't like. And here's the thing. The Apostle Paul was under more scrutiny, under more persecution. He was under the godless leader Nero, and he's writing this. All right, so it'd been real easier to say, hey, you know, you're a Christian. You don't need to uh, listen to these turkeys. You do what you've got to do. You know, he could have easily done that. He was under uh, a, a very evil ruler when he's writing this. He said, be submissive to it. Now, now, all right, we, uh, and Dad hit on this this morning, not to regurgitate anything that he was done. It just so happened his, what he was saying is kind of overlapping a little bit with what I was going to hit on tonight. I uh, wasn't planned that way. It just, just so happened. But, um, the fact that, uh, yes, we need to, um, uh, you know, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. We need to uh, be submissive to governing authorities. Yes, those are those things. We need to obey those laws of the land. we got to do that until, I want to say, is it Romans 5.29? Hold on a second here. Hold on here. It just popped in my head. Can't remember his axe. Burn it. Dropping everything here. Um. Hold on here. I wasn't uh, Romans. It was Acts I was thinking of. Hold on here. Hold on. I got the verse in my head. I can't remember, sure remember the passage. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, it's Acts 5.29. Uh, so, but Peter and Apostles answered, we must obey God rather than man okay so that's what we're asking. that's the heart of what i was wanting to get to right there i'm mean, going through the through the verse out but i wanted to uh, be sure to put in uh, book chapter and verse but yeah uh we are to uh, be obedient we are to be submissive unless it's something that goes against uh god it goes against the gospel then that's when we uh stand up against those things uh, that are contrary to the Word of God. That's when we say, no, that is wrong. I'm going to obey God, and I'm not going to do what you're telling me. All right? You know, in, in one article that I was reading in, uh, in regards to God's uh, teaching, uh, said that uh, they uh, didn't necessarily agree with the uh, American Revolution. And I'm like, okay. Uh, didn't really get that. Uh, I was trying to, you know, uh, I, think I, I think that's going too far in the other direction because there was indeed religious persecution and uh, that's the, the main reason why uh, many of our ancestors left uh, because they had to they were forced to study under the Church of England many went to Sweden and, and then some and then many from there come to here or they just went straight here whatever it may be to escape that religious persecution and uh, to me that has had every biblical standard too uh, to, to stand up against the tyranny uh, of the British government. So I, I didn't really really catch, maybe maybe I misunderstood or, or what he was trying to apply there, uh, but uh, I didn't really get that at all. But yes, we are too. Uh, uh, one reason why he's, he's trying to remind us, if you notice that it says remind, uh, because um, uh, Crete uh, was very rebellious. Uh, again, uh, they were they were full of liars and, and they, they were, uh, were in the each other's faces all the time. So Paul had actually went over this once already with them, but as any father would do, uh, he's, he's being, being very loving and uh, trying to be encouraging and reminding them of these things that they need to, to hold true uh, to as Christians. Because remember, as Christians, uh, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Once we understand uh, the blood of Christ, once we understand uh, what Jesus has done for us, uh, our, our eyes have been opened, um, the, the light switch has been turned on, and so we no longer want to do those things we used to want to do in the world. We want to do uh, uh, fresh and new things that will, will glorify Jesus Christ. And uh, so we need to remember, you know, so easy to want to go back into the world and go back to doing some, having old habits uh, that we know are wrong. Trust me, uh, as a uh, like I said, I just because I'm a pastor, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm immune to those things. And it's easy, a lot of those old habits, a lot of those old ways of thinking uh, uh, still come back strong. And like I said, when I first started in the ministry uh, in my early 30s, uh, it was a struggle because I'd lived in the world to my uh, shame. I'd lived in the world for so long 
uh, I really struggled, uh, you know, uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, uh, engaging with people and how I thought and, and, and how I reacted to things and my sense of humor. And it was so, I look back and I'm just like, oh, golly, man, you know, I'm surprised uh, Dad even had me on staff. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it, it was bad. And, uh, but the Lord has, uh, has really brought me uh, quite a long way, I feel like. But I still got a long way to go, trust me. But, uh, but, but once we understand those things of Christ, man, you know, that's why we, we need to be encouraged. Hey, let's not go back and do those things again. So, we see, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, all right, to be every good work. So, we see that there, uh, to be obedient. Now, uh, we need to be law-abiding. Uh, we need to uh, obey uh, what uh, uh, the laws are in this world. Uh, you know, again, unless it goes contrary to the Word of God, uh, then we rebel against that. But uh, we have to, you know, we have to pay our taxes. We have to, we have to do certain things as bad as we hate to. You know, uh, you know. I remember when I first got my uh, paycheck when I was a teenager. I'm like, who the heck's FICA? You know, <laughs> what is this? You know, it's like I worked all these hours and. It's like the government got 90% of my check, and I got like that much. And guess what? The government still gets 90% of my check, and I get that much. <laughs> so, you know, it's not fair. But, you know, we have to do those things. We have to be law-abiding. Uh, we have to do those things that, um, uh, uh, as Christians, we must be obedient and do those things that are glorifying unto God, and uh, uh, whether we like it or not. But to be ready for every good work. Now, we see that uh, to be ready for every good work or deed, depending on what your uh, your Bibles may say. Now, here's, well, I guess I should back up a little bit. You know, being obedient, being law-abiding, you know, I guess for most people that's, you know, kind of self-explanatory. Uh, you, you understand that. But, you know, uh, there are those out there who are misled thinking they're doing a good thing because they are, uh, they wouldn't, blew up an abortion clinic or shot an abortion doctor. Now, obviously, you're, you know, you're like, you know, that is clearly wrong, and that's something we don't do. But there's people out there, they just, you know, uh, they're they're like, um, I don't know, uh, Alabama fans. Their elevators don't go all the way up, so <laughs> I'm teasing. I had to throw that in there because I know there's several people watching tonight that are Alabama fans, and I just got to stick in those digs when I can. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, obviously that is wrong. You're not doing God's work. You're, you know, that is clearly evil and wrong. You don't want to do those things. So, you know, that's one one reason why we need to emphasize. You know, we need to, even though we don't, we there's peaceful protest. All right, unlike the the liberals, you ever notice? You know, like we talked about the other night, they uh, they they boarded up the uh, New York City as such because they's worried about the, the how they're going to react depending on the election. When it looked like Biden's going to win, they take the boards down. So they don't worry about the conservatives looting and rioting and burning their cities down. They worry about their own doing that, you know. So obviously, there's nothing wrong with peaceful protest, and and so for Christians, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, there's I remember growing up, uh, my own, my, my uh, parents going to uh, Washington D.C. doing a, um, marches against abortion or whatever it may be, and so there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, when you're acting violently, that's that's when we have a problem. But when we see here to, um, um, what does it say here? Oh, yeah, uh, be ready for every good work or deed. Uh, you know, that uh, goes to um, try to do that time uh, in the community, uh, volunteering or ministering in some capacity, uh, you know, giving of your time, you know, maybe you volunteer at a soup kitchen or, uh, or help the homeless or, uh, which those two may go hand in hand, but you know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, you're, you do uh, coat drives or, uh, you know, you're doing some, some kind of good work, some kind of good deed, not uh, because you think that good work's going to get you into heaven, I look, God, what I've done, I am super Christian. No, that's not, you know, you don't do it for that. At least I hope you don't. You're not doing it for self-glory. You're doing it because it is a good work that you want to do unto the Lord. You know, it's like, you know, because of the change that Christ has done in you, you want to do something good to honor Him. Uh, you know, again, when we see that uh, works without faith is dead, people have confused that, thinking, well, I have to, to do some kind of work. 
It's because of our faith in Christ, our love for him, that we, it produces those good works uh, in order to, uh, 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 to please the Heavenly Father. So that's what that, what that is referring to on that. Now, uh, very good word, to speak evil of no one, or your Bible may say should malign no one. And it is, uh, or slander, basically what it's saying is not to slander, okay? And uh, as Christians, okay, and remember this, we're not putting on airs. We're not trying to act like something we're not, all right? It's because we understand the high cost of our salvation. We understand what Jesus Christ did to, to order us for us to be saved, all right? I think some people... Uh, it's not that you forget, but you don't always um, really think about that, that very high cost of what Christ had to endure to secure your salvation, okay? And uh, so that's why we want to do things that glorify Him. We're all going to stand in judgment one day, all right? Those who are, are of the world are going to be judged for every little single thing they've ever done. For those who are saved, you're going to be judged on what you've done as Christians, and of course, and then you, you know, you're not going to be rejected. Those who are in the world will be rejected and sent into hell. We, will, our, our salvation attorney is secure, and we're going to the gates of heaven. But you know, here's the thing. Well, I tell you what, this is tough. I'm just be honest with you. It's not only are not to slander, all right? All right. So we say, oh yeah, well, you know, we should obviously, man, we shouldn't be talking about one another. We shouldn't be stabbing each other in the back, uh, you know. And, and quite honestly, that's, that has uh, caught, uh, a lot of people have rejected church and God both uh, because of those very things, because of the backbiting, the slanderous things uh, that, have, that have gone on within churches. Uh, people talking about one another and it's turned people off. That has happened. But I think for most part, people are like, well, yeah, I know we shouldn't be talking about one another, which sadly goes on anyway. Should we talk about one another? we got to be aware of that. Here's the uh, um, uh, fly in the ointment, if you will. We need to be careful. Now, this part here is one I really struggle on. Not to say slanderous and bad things about those who are in authority, say a president, and those with opposing views. Now, that is a huge pill to swallow for me. I may not be a big deal to you, because I'm telling you what, eight years of um, of Obama, now that's as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's not slanderous uh, to point out those things that need to be uh, brought to light uh, that Christians need to be aware of. That's one thing. As a pastor, that's a duty responsibility that uh, uh, I need to do, okay? I mean, like I said, he was a Muslim sympathizer. A lot of Christians may not have been aware of that. They had to be, you know, they need to be told these things. And, hey, you know, he, he's putting into policy things that are contrary to God. That's, you know, that's something that, as a pastor, if that's what Lord lays on my heart, I need to do. But when you're going after, uh, you know, just out of anger, saying malicious things, slanderous things, whether it's about the president or about someone who's a liberal, and you're ticked off because they voted uh, to and, and, I don't find this slanderous at all. It's just a fact. Two evil and vile individuals into office, and they are because they hold, they stand for every contrary thing uh, to God's word. I mean, they uphold everything that is in contrast to the things of God. I'm a complete polar opposite, and so it's easy uh, to want to go after those individuals. It's easy to want to say things that will not glorify God. And I know because I'm sitting right there and you don't realize how much, how many times I have typed things and I've had to delete it. I couldn't post it <laughs> because the Lord reminds me, uh, you're a pastor, you don't need to be saying those kind of things and I've had to delete it out of there, you know. And then I'll see uh, something come up on there underneath another news post. I'm like, <laughs> I'm typing. And I'm like, keep post that. Or I'm getting ready to post it. My wife's the, uh, saying, don't post that. What's the matter with you? And I'm like, 
I have to delete it out of there. All right. So, uh, um, yeah, and like Kelly said here, she's, she's struggling to get into it with her, her smug. That's it. They have a smug attitude about this whole election. And it's what ticks me off. But here's the thing. We must show love when love is not wanted. We must show Jesus, even though we may be persecuted, we may be demeaned, we must rise above that and show Jesus. Jump in and help those who need help. Uh, to, to let that go when they're saying demeaning things about us. That's hard to do. It is hard to do. Trust me, I am right there, okay? I, you are not alone. And, uh, you know, I was bullied a lot. I told you that growing up. So my first knee-jerk reaction is to retaliate, is to fight back. And that's what God's Word's telling us. We need to hold back. You know, it's kind of like on Braveheart when they're all anxious. They're all, they're ready to fight. He's going, hold, hold. You know, he's telling you know, they're, they're biting at the, at the, at the, at the, at the bit, you know. He's like, hold. It's not time. It's not ready. Right now, it's not so much just holding, uh, it's not a matter of time, it's a matter of showing Jesus to an unbelieving world. And that is tough. See, the devil wants to get at us at our weaknesses. He wants to get us at our core. He wants to get us at our anger, our lust. He wants to get us after these things that he knows is going to hurt our testimony, is going to hurt our witness. That's what he wants. We cannot give in to it. I have. I have given into those things because I have been so angry and so upset. And I, when I see these little individuals uh, running their mouths, and I, you know, to me, it's almost like they're trying to rub our noses uh, in a uh, mess. And uh, and you just want to retaliate. We got it. We've got to to you know realize, hey man, our citizenship ain't here. Our citizenship is in heaven. We've got to be better than that. Or we have a mission and a job to do, and that's to show Jesus to an unbelieving world. And when we retaliate, when we say those things that make us mad, you're giving in only what the devil wants. You're giving in to what they want. You're letting them have power over you. Because that's what they want. They want to, these trolls on social media want to draw you in and then let you lose it. And then they say, yeah, look at you, Christian. Look what you. And then you feel conviction and then you get even more angry. You see, I know because I do that. So that's why you have to let it go. Let it go and grab hold of Jesus and say, Lord, help me to cling to this rock in the midst of the storm. Give me a strength that is not my own. Help me to be better than what I am. Help me to show Jesus. And maybe, just maybe, you showing Jesus to this unbelieving world might draw somebody to come to know him. Somebody may say, man, they've been tearing this guy apart. They've been nasty to him. And all he does is, is, is talk about church, talk about Jesus, talk about his love, talk about Christianity. I want what he's got. I wonder what it is about that he's able to do that. What Tell me more about this Jesus. You know, you never know how that, that your attitude may affect or sway someone else uh, to come uh, to know him. All right, so um, let me get on down here. Uh, I'm trying to find where I was at here. Uh, uh, Speaking of evil, no one talking about uh, 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 slandering, to avoid quarreling. I think we just pretty much uh, hit that or to be peaceable. Uh, it is uh, the word to be uncontentious. Or uh, in the in the Greek is amacho, a m a c h o amacho. I should say not said e o, but it's amacho. Uh, is the opposite of macho. All right, so we don't want to be macho. We want to be peaceful. We don't want to be quarreling. We don't want to be argumentative. And again, I uh, it's it's an area I have to fight. Uh, and um, uh, you know, it, it, to me. You know, I know I've often said I, I have that redneck side. And I think it just goes to show what Paul was talking about is that the flesh wars against the spirit. And I think when I say redneck, that's just very much the flesh warring against the spirit and having to do better and to rise above that. And like I said, all this just really uh, uh, 
hit me in the gut. I mean, it really hit me hard because I was like reading this. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, it's everything I need to work on. It's everything I'm dealing with right now. It's everything that I feel so many of us are dealing with right now. And I, to me, th these verses could not come at a more appropriate time, could not have come at a better time to study and to look at uh, as we are this evening. All right. Um, and we're going to be gentle, all right, uh, that forbearance, uh, to show that gentleness. Now remember, now we need to remember one thing. We don't want to be slanderous. We don't want to be argumentative. We need to show that gentleness. We need to show that kindness. We're not the world's doormat. Now remember that. As Christians, we are not the world's doormat. Now we show kindness. We show love. We are in the spite of persecution. But we're not there for people to just wipe their feet off. Now remember that, okay? Jesus was a man. He wasn't no wimp. And um, and so just realize that. I think some of there's a fine line there. There really is. But we are not the world's doormat, so keep that in mind. Um, let's see here. Let me get on down here. Um, uh, we're going to be gentle and to show perfect courtesy toward all people or consideration. Uh, and that word consideration translates into gentleness. Uh, we see that with, with regards to meekness and fruit of the Spirit of, in Galatians 5.23. Of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithful, self-control. Against such there is no law. And, um, and we need to, it is, it is um, uh, one thing that we was reading here was rather uh, is strength under control. Uh, in fact, one uh, illustration was talking about uh, how a horse, uh, once it is completely broken, it is completely submissive to its master, and we should be under that same kind of control when it comes to the Holy Spirit, and we should respond graciously and kindly, even when wronged. And brothers and sisters, that's hard to do, is to show that kind of uh, that kindness, even when we are wronged. But that can only come through the leading and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And so let's make sure that we are doing that. Now, um, I want to, uh, we'll jump into verse 3 the next time we get together. But one thing I did want to read here, uh, I thought was, uh, and Dad hit on this morning as I sent it to him this morning here, but uh, it was from Aristotle. This is in Barclay's uh, commentary. Let me get, whoops, hit the wrong button here. Hold on here. Uh, let me bring this up here so you all can see it here. Uh, Aristotle said, um, man, said Aristotle, is a political animal. That means that we best express our personalities not in isolated individualism, within the framework of the group. Now, two things here I want to point out on this, okay, is that uh, one, uh, when I read that, first thing I thought of, uh, says that man's political animal and that uh, uh, that they're expressing their personalities in the framework of the group, to me, uh, seeing how so many, the way they were acting in regards to Biden, these celebrations and things, is indicative uh, of the evil uh, that is in the world that's running rampant. Uh, but at the same time, here's something else we need to look at, too. When it says that we best express our personalities not in isolated individualism, but within the framework for, of the group, like I said, there's that one uh, scenario uh, of the demonstration of, the, of the, the evil that is running rampant, but uh, also in the fact that uh, as Christians, as a group, let's make sure that we're doing those things that are honoring and pleasing unto God. That we're showing that submission to the Holy Spirit. They're showing that kindness even when we are being persecuted or, as we were reading here, uh, even when wrong. To should be kind even when we are wrong, which is very hard to do. To control our tempers. To give it to God. You know, I think a lot of people wonder why we're so angry. Uh, it's because we feel helpless. You know, we can't, there's, we want to do something, but we don't know what to do or how, how to go about it. So we're just full of rage. We're full of anger. And uh, that's not showing the fruits of the Spirit. That's not showing that Christian attitude. Don't forget your place. All right? I, I, I'm telling this to myself. Don't forget your place to make sure that we are uh, giving our all for Jesus Christ. And we're demonstrating that not we're just giving lip service, but we're actually uh, demonstrating uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally that where our hearts belong and that it belongs to Jesus Christ. So let's make sure that you're a witness. Remember, you may be the only Bible some people ever read. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your message. Thank you for this teaching. Thank you for uh, helping us to be reminded of where, who we are as Christians. Uh, just as your board said in uh, Titus 3.1, uh, 3, 
uh, the, to remind you, well, not only was Paul reminding those in Crete, but he's reminding us today of who we are as Christians and our responsibilities uh, and our due diligence. And uh, let us not forget that. Lord, for anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide, and watch your protection we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, my friends, for watching. And uh, Lord willing, uh, we'll meet again uh, in the morning at 6.15. And for those who want to be a part of the morning devotions, uh, Kim Moser says, uh, can you imagine how different the attitudes would be if the world really knew God's word? Yes, ma'am. Um, Laura says, I really need prayers, have really strayed from the path with my health and mental status, need the man back. Well, Laura will definitely be praying for you, and uh, I had a few uh, uh, amens there, so praise God for that. For any good, the mistakes are mine. Well, my friends, hope you all have a good evening, and as I always say every morning when I sign off, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.